Good morning. Welcome into the Ed's Construction Home Remodeling Show on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Listen to this show and past shows wherever you get podcasts, whether that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever it is, you can listen to podcasts. You can find the Ed's Construction Home Remodeling Show. Jim Rutledge with Mike Tuick from Edge Construction. Call Mike at 636-EDGE. You can go to edgeconstructioncompany.com to browse their work and read reviews. and go to House and Facebook and Instagram to see more of their work as well. And today, well, on one of those sites there, uh, you wanted to talk about doing kitchens uh, because you just recently redid a, a kitchen that's on uh, on the, uh, some of those sites. So we'll take a look at that kitchen and we can kind of talk about uh, what kind of goes into a kitchen remodel. But in general, uh, how common are kitchen remodels in your overall work? It's it's a good portion of our work, and I think a lot of it has to do with the cabinets that we we get. Uh, they've made us really competitive on um, pricing, and it's just a better cabinet. It's, we we call it a carpenter's cabinet, or I call it a carpenter's cabinet because it's uh, no particle board, meaning it's uh, real plywood, which is not common in in cabinets now. Usually, they're particle board size, particle board shelves, um, and and particle board has some disadvantages to it. It's it's uh, takes on moisture and kind of warps and um, it's not real wood, so then you've got to put something on the outside that sort of looks like wood. It's not yep, really wood. The picture it's of wood, yeah. <laughs> um, and um, and the shelves over time, I think uh, the plywood shelves hold up better than the particle board shelves. So, plus I, I there's people that are into uh, um, indoor air quality, like plywood better. It's got less less binders, less glues, less formaldehyde stuff like that. Uh, not that it doesn't have any, but um, maybe a little bit healthier product. It's also lighter. No, people don't realize this. So if you install a lot of kitchens like we do, <laughs> you're putting these big, heavy particle board weighs more than double what plywood does. So you put this cabinet up on the wall, you screw it to the wall, and I always think, oh, I hope it. Does. <laughs> I hope those screws stay in there. <laughs> we have this big, heavy particle board cabinet. But uh, I'm kind of joking. We've installed a lot of those too, and none of them fall. But um, yeah, it's a lot more fun to. Uh, install the plywood cabinets there's a lot lighter yeah no it's actually a great point because i think a lot of people sometimes assume <laughs> well if it's heavier it's better uh, that's for like I real <laughs> that's for like real wood otherwise um so we're looking at a kitchen here and it's on your instagram is where i'm looking at it from and i guess initially um describe the house in the kitchen a little bit because it looks like um something that's from the 90s sort of kitchen pretty you know standard nice kitchen from the 90s that uh you guys obviously updated and kind of updated the whole house with it, but um, maybe people can kind of picture it in their head as far as what kind of kitchen this is when you kind of describe the overall style of the house. Yeah, it's a real common 90s house. Um, the The kitchen is about halfway open to the to the family room right now. You know, if you look at those before pictures, yeah. about halfway open. Um, we got the, so there's a, a wall, partial wall closing off the kitchen. It's got a peninsula which uh, is not ideal. It, with a peninsula, you've got a corner cabinet, which I, we always try to design them out of there if we can help it. Uh, this kitchen had two corner cabinets on, on opposites there. You can see them, the old kitchen. Um, it had uh, golden oak or fruitwood oak cabinets, which were real common in, yep. the, in the 90s and 80s. Uh, went almost to the ceiling, not quite to the ceiling. <laughs> so there's, there's some things that are out of date, out of style. And then I think it had a sheet vinyl floor, uh, the the family room had carpet that needed to be replaced or or a different product. What we ended up doing was taking down that wall in between, doing a nice new LVT floor. Uh, it's a they call it luxury vinyl tile, and if you ever hold it and twist it in your hand, it's this stuff is really heavy. Uh, we did a glue down floor, I believe, in that in that house. Um, 
uh, and it's durable, looks beautiful. Uh, and, and basically, LVT went through that hole downstairs now in all the common areas, so it tied it all together. And then um, what else we got going on here? Um, we took the cabinets to the ceiling, put a nice big island in there, sinks in the middle of the island. Um, and then we did kind of customize that island a little bit with um, some posts. I, I think that countertop on the island is four and a half feet wide by maybe eight feet long, so it's a big, great big island. Uh, this this couple that owns this house are friends of ours um, out in Spring Green, or at least we, they are since we do the remodel. <laughs> but um, they've they entertain a lot. Uh, they're social people, and so that was really the focus of this whole kitchen, which makes a lot of sense because the other kitchen, as you kind of touched on, I, I, I as I'm looking at them, like I think I've been in this kitchen ten thousand times in my life, <laughs> uh, just from like a kid growing up, and someone's got a kitchen like that, and it's nice, but it is remarkable the difference, really, especially connecting. Uh, the spaces is um, something that really stands out. And I, the island part of this with, um, as I think you talked about, but it looks like the dishwasher and the sink in the island, it, it allows them, if they are facing forward, instead of, again, turning your back to all the guests and things like that. So uh, even uh, at, even if you're trying to work or do a few things while people are over, you're still kind of facing forward and involving everyone instead of with your back turned. And you can probably see, I don't know if you can gauge it, but that TV is like 85 inches. Dude, that's a, I, I can tell it's big. I didn't know the exact <laughs> size, but that makes sense, too. It's you pretty got a big, huge. Big room, you got to have big TV. So uh, Yeah, and, and so a lot, of, a lot of times when you take out that wall in between, that wall does some jobs, too. Um, you know, you got these big elements that have to go somewhere. So you've got the stove, dishwasher, sink, and fridge. Um A lot of times, one or more of those elements has to go in that island if you're getting rid of that wall so uh, stoves are better just on, on an outside wall uh, easier to vent um, if you put them in the island actually our mine at home is in the island just didn't have any other choices there it's an old farmhouse and we ended up having to do a vent um, in the ceiling that drew out and with a the fan is actually mounted on the outside of the house so it's is quiet it's a nice way to do it but it's not really as effective as having a hood like this um, this house here and the sink is kind of, I don't know if we're going to talk later in the show about this, but uh, the island is a great place for that sink. Like you mentioned, it kind of gets you facing out, and uh, you're part of the conversation there. And I think, like, uh, for people that I love my wife, thank God she doesn't make me cook <laughs> with her, but I, I know that's that's common for a lot of people. Uh, I'm just not a good cook. but <laughs> uh, uh, There's plenty of room around an island like that, and that's really what it's for. Um People are working together in there. They're getting the job done, and they're socializing, and and um, plenty of room to eat after the food is made. Well, the other thing uh, you always talk about with the lighting, though, you end like the the can lighting's in the ceiling, and then also uh, looks like some design element with the, the lights above uh, the island as well. But it, it changes the the overall space with how bright it is. Uh, the biggest one is uh, the photo here, where you have it from the the couch into the kitchen. You can <laughs> see uh, what a what a difference that has to have made. Yeah, the lighting is 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 huge, um, and it's kind of a thing. I don't know how it's just not that exciting to talk about lighting, but um, we, when we're going through this, this is kind of our standard package. We figure there's going to be pendants or something decorative over an island or a peninsula if we do put one in. Uh, the background lighting, the the lighting that's going to do most of the work. They look like recess lights, look like can yeah. lights, but actually they're an LED fixture. Um, real dimmable, real controllable. So put plenty of those in, put them on a dimmer so you can vary how much light you want to have in there. 
Um, and then it's not shown in this picture, but uh, there's under cabinet lighting, and that's just our standard packaging. Really, out, most people don't ever have to add anything to what we figure from day one, so I think that's just the best way to do it. Uh, we'll take a break here. This is the Edge Construction Home and Modeling Show. I'm 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on the man. Welcome back to the Edge Construction Home and Modeling Show on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on the man. Jim Rutledge with Mike Tuick from Edge Construction. You can call Mike at 636-EDGE. You can go to edgeconstructioncompany.com, browse their work, and read reviews. You can go to Instagram and Facebook um, and house to, to see more of their work. And you also can listen to this show if you miss it, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, you can listen to the entire show. Uh, whenever you get the opportunity, and we are talking about um, the design trends in kitchens and ones that you kind of think are are worth it. And one that shows up on here is fewer upper cabinets. And you've talked about this for a while um, because you've you've had this theory, and I think it's a fair one that the more cabinets you have, the more you want to fill them, and you don't necessarily need to fill all the cabinets. And I think that I think people are kind of going along with that a little bit, understanding that. You can put cabinets in different places, but also uh, you might not need as many as overall. Well, I think it's a healthy trend. Um, for so long in my career doing this, um, we were just trying to get as much storage as we could, pack it in everywhere, and and that was like, I, I mean, I think at the at the cost of good design, like it wasn't that attractive to look at. I mean, you, you need a certain amount of storage. We all know that, but I I, I have noticed when our homeowners. When we're kind of going through this remodeling process and we're tearing stuff down in there, and there's not all all the cabinets aren't going back up. We're gonna have some open shelves here. We're gonna we're gonna have maybe a bigger window um, instead of just that 30 inch window or three foot wide window over a sink uh, in the kitchen. Maybe we we'll put a four or five foot window in, and that's gotten pretty common. Maybe half our remodels. Um, yeah, you're giving up cabinet space. When I ask homeowners what they're how they're gonna handle this, they say. They always say, I have too much stuff. I'm going to get rid of things. I'm going to pare it down to the stuff I really need. And like like you said, um, if you have more places to put stuff, you're just going to have more stuff. You're going to fill it up. No, everybody fills up the closet, right? Um, the We actually did a kitchen, I, I think it's two or three ago, that showed up on our website. Uh, I'm pretty sure the only upper cabinet was above the, uh, above the fridge. And it's a beautiful little kitchen. I, the kitchen was not big either, but they, they liked the look. They wanted the openness. We put a little bigger window in. Uh, had a couple of stainless steel open shelves that were custom-made kind of going around the kitchen. And that was all they wanted, and they were happy with that. Um, they wanted to – it was more about how that kitchen felt than than having uh, more stuff from Pampered Jeff or something. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is. Sorry, sorry, Pampered Jeff. Didn't mean to pick on you. <laughs> Well, um, one of the things here that you talk about with, or I see, and the other thing are different uh, options for storage. There's um, pantry pullouts, which is uh, something that I think you see more often. Like I've, I feel like I've worked in a lot of restaurants, you see things like this, but it does make more sense to integrate that into your home where you can find a way to, to store more things without having to put everything up on the wall and kind of hide some of the storage. Well, and that has gotten really common. Um, maybe seven, eight years ago when we would – put a kitchen together and even from our first bid we would figure one cabinet with some extra organization like um maybe pullouts in the lowers and and something different some some organization in one of the other cabinets and now it's really common to have most cabinets have some kind of uh i was going to call it aftermarket um 
stuff in there, organizational things. If you go online and search cabinet organizers, kitchen cabinet organizers, by the way, you're going you're to find so much stuff. Um, our, our cabinet company and most cabinet companies are offering a lot of these options installed from the factory. So we can pick them out when we're designing the kitchen, order them that way. It's cheaper, by the way, and we don't have the hassle of trying to figure out how to install all this stuff. Um, again, I'll use my kitchen. Um, we have two pretty major things. One is in a it's in a blind corner cabinet. We have one corner in our kitchen, and I call it the the peanut shelf. It's kind of looks the shelf looks like a peanut, but it yeah. kind of rotates in and rotates out of that blind corner. I love it. I uh, I get annoyed with clutter, and so. Uh, uh, a corner cabinet sometimes is like where things go to die. They they disappear back there and yeah. never to be seen again. Whereas the, the peanut thing, okay, it, it you have to be pretty organized with what you put on there, and you can't put a ton of stuff on there. But um, at least you can get to what's in there easily. So like that. The other one I think is cool. My wife is annoyed by it, but it's a it's a it's a Star Warsy looking thing that pulls out of a base cabinet and you can <laughs> store all your pans and lids and stuff on it. And I like it because. Usually when I'd open up one of those cabinets in the past, stuff would just fall out because it's like <laughs> right, yeah. over full or whatever. So it works. I mean, and those are just two of the hundreds of options. So there's companies that just specialize in this. And when I go to the uh, National Builders Show, uh, it's really fun to go visit them and see what they've come up with because whether it's whether it's storage things for underneath a kitchen sink or, or a bathroom sink um, or or in any of the drawers, uh, have you seen where, and uh, in, in, at least in some of the pictures where they're doing, people are storing their plates and dishes in lower cabinets? It's getting to be a yeah. thing. Um, that that I kind of scoffed at at first when I saw it. It's like, you can't put them. Mom always put them up above. Yeah, right, like right. You can't put them <laughs> down there. Uh, but now we're we're seeing it. Yeah, 50 and, <laughs> years of muscle memory reaching out to get these. Where am I going to find a glass right. or a plate? Uh, but anyways, that stuff is all is all changing. That's all on the table. And if you don't have upper cabinets, by the way, you've got to put that stuff somewhere. <laughs> you got to figure out where it's going to go. So um, that that is changing. One of the ones here that um, I find pretty interesting is the idea of the comfortable uh, comfortable seating areas within a kitchen. Now you have to have kind of a big space, but um, I don't think it's impossible. And I just kind of at some parts even imagine. You know, my wife and I have kind of talked about a little bit in our house where we have like a dining room, but it's not really a dining room we use. And we have this other space that actually has like lighting above it that could be used as a dining space. So it's like, well, if we just kind of push the kitchen uh, back a little bit and had a seating area, it could work because it could be kind of an interesting thought process for it. Now, it's a bigger remodel because the wall has to come down and everything, but um, it's one of those things that when you start looking at the sites, like this is kind of a, a cool look. Now, it might fit, it, especially I kind of get a feel of like a, a country house or whatever, but just in general, to be able to have people kind of hang out around the kitchen is not a bad spot. It kind of really takes the next level of where the kitchen's that that meeting place yeah i really like that um we have we have two projects coming up so it's a little twist on that but um it's they're kind of nooks that we're building in the kitchen where we've got um both are going to sort of look like window seats which are attractive people like the look of those yeah um put some cushions on top um you can you can lift up the the lids and store things down there um and uh, I have pictures on my phone, but they're not. On. We just finished one a couple days ago. It turned out super cool. I really love the look, um, and that'll be showing up on the website probably in a couple weeks. But uh, that that is the thing. I I noticed that is creeping in. Uh, now the picture I brought in shows like a couch, a corner. It's kind of a smaller corner couch. Um, I have a friend with that situation, and 
when I first saw it, I thought, oh, boy, you know, is yeah. that is that going to get used? But I noticed anytime we're over there, especially when there's groups of people, yeah. there are people that are drawn to that corner. People like the booth thing. They like being in yeah. a corner, um, like that kind of comfortable area. So maybe that's the thing. It's it, As you kind of talked about, it's the, the kitchen's kind of been that hub, and so now it kind of creates another area people kind of sit around that hub. We'll take a break here. This is the Ed's Construction Home Remodeling Show. I'm 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on the man. Welcome back to the Ed's Construction Home Remodeling Show. I'm 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on the man. You can call Mike at 636-EDGE. You can go to edgeconstructioncom.com to browse the work and read reviews. I'm Jim Rutledge alongside Mike Tuig, and uh, we're talking about kitchen remodels, and right now we're going to kind of, we first, and if you missed part of the show, you can listen back on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, wherever it is you get uh, your podcast here, and uh, we've talked about less upper cabinets is one kind of trend going on. Another one is comfortable seating areas. Then there's a lot of tech trends going on. Well, that's kind of the, the theme for homes especially. And uh, I'll just kind of, instead of trying to work through each one of these things, um, I'll kind of ask you, are there certain uh, technology trends or cooking trends that, that you've noticed, whether it's going to the, the gas st- uh, stoves or induction cooktops or steam convection ovens, and I don't know what makes that different than a, a normal Convection oven, but uh, what are you seeing more popular here in the Madison area? Well, it, for as you were talking, I was and reading reading about it. Um, I I got thinking to myself, okay, the 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 tech stuff and appliances really gained ground where I thought more was going to happen maybe three years ago. Um, when I was at the shows. I'm like, okay, Bosch people, explain <laughs> to me what's what the future is here. And when they when they told me, I thought, well, this is pretty cool stuff. I think I can see this catching on. Um, Midwest, Wisconsin, yep. we're, we're like, a, a, that's about how far we are behind, I think. <laughs> uh, so I noticed just appliances in general when I came back home from the from from talking to them that people were picking out pretty utilitarian stuff. They wanted good quality, but weren't really, they didn't get off the path too much. Like they want, they can steam convection oven, I don't know what that is, so I'm going to get the normal oven. Um uh, find something I like the look of. Make sure it's got you know it's review, reviewed well, or I, I have some confidence in it, or at least the person I'm buying it from. Um, you, you talked about the induction cooktop. That actually, uh, when we remodeled our kitchen, my wife is a fantastic cook and wanted a gas stove. And when we really got looking at it, she said, you know, um, with gas, it's more mess, more things to clean. There's some reasons not to do it. We didn't have a good way to vent, which I kind of talked about before. Um, I think I ended up going with an induction top, and she likes it. Um, it makes it work. So, um, on the tech side, and, and that's that's changed a little bit because now people are. That's what I was getting to. Are I'm hearing this. They're the, the appliances are getting more specialized. The ones that are showing up on our jobs are aren't necessarily all baseline utilitarian stuff. Um, nothing wrong with that. That's what I have. Um, at least I can run it. Some of this stuff is getting getting pretty techy. <laughs> Um, what's what's the future in smart tiction technology? Um, so the the one of the things that's been around for a while has been the the fridge that can send you a picture of the inside on your app, so you can remember what you uh, remember what you need to you know whatever's on your list. Right. Um, I thought it was kind of gimmicky, and that's okay. We have had a few people buy that stuff, and and I haven't heard any negative feedback. I think you got to you got to be the certain type of brain to do that. You got to be into it, into the tech stuff. Um, when I talked to the to the appliance people again last year, two years ago, they said, "Listen, what kind of one of the biggest things is in 
um, the tech side of how your equipment operates. So if you're having a trouble with your fridge, uh, in the past you would call who you bought it from and they'd refer you to whoever does the service contract, right? And they'd have to send an appointment up. You take off of work. They come out and meet you hopefully that day, maybe the next day. I don't know. And Not really reliable yeah. sometimes. Yeah. It's a pain in the butt. Um, now, for a lot of these appliances, somebody, on, you call an 800 number. They they go on your Wi-Fi, um, talk to your fridge, figure out what's wrong. They can diagnose it. A lot of times it's something simple that can be fixed uh, with a software issue or they can send you a simple part with a, a video on how to replace this part yourself. It might save you taking off of work for a day um, for an appliance fixer person that shows up or doesn't. I'm not sure which. <laughs> so, uh, but you know what I mean. It, it that that part I got on board with. I said, okay, this I like. I think that's smart. Uh, it means the the appliance manufacturers are going to be accountable a little more. They're taking taking some ownership farther down the road with this appliance. Yep. I like that part. Um, let's see. The 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 smart ovens and ranges, if you'd have told me a few years ago that um, I could heat, preheat my oven on my, you know, before I left work and go on an app and start it up. But now I'm, I'm basically doing the same thing with a smart thermostat, right? Yep. If I'm got people coming over, their grandkids or something, and we're going to be home, I can... Go on my app, turn up the furnace so the place yeah. is warm by the time yeah. we get there. Or in the summer, I always think of like, you're out at the hot beach all day. We do that now, and it's like, I'll turn it down. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Home and the air is pumping through the house and just cool it down for a little bit. It's really nice. Yeah. I mean, it's really nice. And you can you can see what's going on with it. Um, for people that retire maybe and travel a bunch, they can kind of check in with their stuff and um, uh, the smart switches and, and outlets uh, – Several years ago, we had people that were going, okay, I'm, when I'm on vacation, how can I see if my sump pump's running a lot? Well, now you have the venue to do that. It's pretty easy to do it with a um, Google Home or there's 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 other ways that organize all this information, not just appliances. But um, I I think that stuff is all pretty cool. And it starts now I'm starting to think maybe we're just scratching the surface on tech and appliances. Well, and I think... Um, kind of a theme through a lot of this stuff here and is the idea, especially with the tech stuff, of one, people have to get a little bit used to it, but also um, I think it, you guys especially kind of mold it to what people, nobody's forcing this technology on it. You can't, like you just talked about, it. you can have an oven, uh, and we're thrilled it's a convection oven, and I don't know what it means, but it's there and it cooks things a little faster um, and we have the fridge that does some things that we like, uh, and the dishwasher works great, but that's all we need. That's all we want right now. And my wife's one that's in the kitchen. But other people, especially if you have more space, the fact that that's available. And look, over time, I'm sure each one of these things, it's funny. My wife was, I don't think she knew it existed. She's like, someone should invent a stove that you can preheat uh, ahead of time. And boom, there it is. And so what I, what I really want is like the Jetsons. When you you need breakfast, you just go push a button. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> be fantastic. That, I think the microwave might be the closest uh, we, we get to that where you still have to wait a, a few minutes. Uh, for that breakfast, but it does seem like there are, uh, if you want to get super techie into it, a lot of different things you can really do to to kind of make that to, to kind of take that to the next level. Um, the last thing here, uh, well, actually, you know what? We'll take a break here and we'll come back and we'll wrap the show up here with uh, kitchen sinks. This is I could make a pun here. We did everything but the kitchen sink. Uh, <laughs> and now we're gonna wrap up the show with uh, the kitchen sink. This is the Edge Construction Home Remodeling Show on 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin on the man. 
Welcome back to the Ed's Instruction Home Remodeling Show on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Jim Rutledge with you live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison studios alongside Mike Tuick from Edge Construction. Call Mike at 636-EDGE. You can go to edgeconstruction.com to browse the work and read reviews. You can go to Facebook and Instagram to see more of their work as well. And we're talking about kitchens, and uh, in particular, now we're talking about kitchen sinks, and there's a lot of different options here for kitchen sinks. But I would say, I'll ask you first, um, what are some of the more common ones you see now that you're replacing? Then we get kind of what you're replacing them with. Okay, so we came from a world where I'm sure you, growing up just like I did, we had two, a two-part kitchen sink, right, left and right. Yep. You, you dirty dishes on one side, you rinse them on the other, yep. stacked them up, so whatever. I remember my parents was slightly different. <laughs> it was actually one side was a little raised with the, um, the what do you call it, the garbage disposal underneath it. So it was a smaller basin. Yeah. It was a wider basin for all the dishes. So it was more of like, hey, dump out. You don't need this whole space for dumping out your. <laughs> Uh, your food it's just a little area to dump all the food into the and then you put the dishes on the other side of it. right and now there there are I, I i don't know if this is true or not i've i tell my wife and anybody who listen it's because dishwashers have gotten better like we used to joke and call them dish hiders because they didn't really wash dishes they sort of you know, yeah yeah yeah, you had to pre-wash the dishes right, and then put them yeah. in the dishwasher, and then hopefully they got clean. We were talking to a guy that had a broken dishwasher for a while, and, and it would kind of clean the dishes, but I still had to like either clean them all the way ahead of time. Let's just sanitize the dishes at that point. But if people were coming over, you could just uh, fill it up, right? No, yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, perfect dishwasher. Yeah. But now, now it's different. Now, um, now you can have a, a dishwasher that actually cleans the dishes. Right. It's fantastic. Um, so maybe you're not. I noticed that people aren't going. I the only people that want a, a two compartment sink now for the most part um, are are still like to do dishes by hand or can't get a dishwasher into their kitchen for some reason or something. We got a few people that have that actually is still a little bit popular. The one you're talking about the the raised uh, the one side that's raised a little smaller. Yeah. And people use that for prepping vegetables and stuff like yeah. that. So that's not uncommon, but mostly. Uh, and my house is this. Uh, mostly, when people are are redoing their kitchen, they want a deep, a big, deep single bowl sink. Um, that that is really common. A deep single bowl um, stainless steel sink. They're nine or ten inches deep, which which is an inch or two or three deeper than what we were used to, kind of growing up, coming up in the world. Uh, but it seems really deep. Like when you have one of those sinks, it's it's noticeably deeper. A lot more a lot more space there. Um, I wanted to touch on farm sinks too while we're at it because never in my wildest dreams did I think farm sinks would show up anywhere other than on farms. <laughs> but now, oh boy, probably about a third of the kitchens we do have some version of the farm sink. And I th- I think they're actually going to have to change the name. It's like, um, let's call it an apron sink because that's what it yeah. looks like. It's got that apron across the front. It can be stainless. It can be, uh, you know, like a, a different colors, uh, ceramics, different all different materials, and we might get into some of that uh, as we move through. But the the big deep single bowl sink and and some version of the farm sink is probably the most popular that we see. Now you talked about the stainless steel. Is that the same type of stainless steel as in the type of kitchens now, or the kitchen sinks now, or has it been improved a little bit? Or is that all like I feel like everyone I've had has been stainless steel. It gets pretty nicked and beat up, and a lot of care maintenance. And maybe that's still the same way. And I don't know if people are moving away and doing the. Was a porcelain is probably the other, or I don't know what the other type is. Well, they have like ceramic, big, ceramic, heavy, cast iron ceramics. Um, they're they're nice. Uh, they have their downsides too. Uh, that that's what I have in my house. 
<coughs> um, you can stain those. You have to kind of keep after them to keep them clean um, versus the stainless. Stainless is cheaper, reasonable. Uh, if, if and when we buy stainless steel sinks, we want to know how heavy the metal is. So like they're in metal, it's a weird thing. If you go down a gauge, it actually gets thicker. So if you go an 18 gauge stainless steel sink is pretty common. You go to a 16 gauge, it's actually quite a bit thicker, noticeably thicker and heavier. So I think those hold up a little bit better. Um, a, a stainless steel sink is is someplace usually that if you spend a little little more, more money, you're getting, you're getting a lot more for your money. So um, our idea really is not to buy the cheapest product because uh, we want to make sure it's it's going to last and people are going to be happy in the long run. So if it's denting or if it's or if this is a stainless steel sink that a, that a builder bought, if this is a builder grade yeah. starting off, yeah, you're going to get some of those issues. It's it's easy to dent. It's um might scratch and kind of look ugly, but the, the the upgraded ones, if you go just a step better, you spend an extra hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, you're gonna really get a lot for your money. So uh, it talks to you about the the large uh, kitchen sink, and you kind of talked about some of the pros there, um, as far as you can soak and wash uh, a lot in there, and you can kind of prep in there. Some of the cons, though, I guess it can be, you know, having those two sinks, you're kind of used to it, and it can get kind of difficult to separate things within that one large uh, sink here. But it sounds like most people are kind of going with the the big one giant sink here they, i mean on a, on a split here between the one large basin and the two basin i mean what's was it 70 30 towards the no it's basin? probably not even that maybe maybe 10 percent of our sinks okay. are are split split basins so and then i noticed with some of these i don't think it's listed as far as the type <laughs> of sink but um you talked about the apron but a lot of these also seem to be like that zero threshold sort of kitchen sink which i think is kind of a cool look where it goes right from the countertop right into the sink uh which yeah, it's a, it seems like a more contemporary style. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a nice look. Um, the sink mounts underneath, and so you're especially because we sell so many quartz tops, uh, <coughs> quartz and granites. The stone countertops lend themselves to that uh, kind of sink. So that undermount sink where you everything just flows right in. Um, you're not having a, a, a connection point on top of the countertop that you got to keep clean and keep caulked and things like that. So it's a much nicer look and, and very much in style. Uh, the one here that I've never really seen somewhere, it is kind of a, a cool and interesting look here, uh, is the three-basin sink. You have to have, a, obviously, I would imagine a pretty big um, kitchen there, but it is something where um, if you had the space for it, it could make a lot of sense. So this is uh this is something that is it we're starting to get questions on and I noticed it's starting to creep into our designs, <clears throat> and that is um, traditionally in, in around us here, you have a thirty six inch sink base. That means that you normally have a thirty three inch sink. It's three inches less. So thirty six inch base cabinet and a thirty three inch sink. Now I notice that the sizes are creeping up. So people are going. If they have the room, like you mentioned, uh, they're willing to give up some storage to have a, a 42-inch wide sink, or which means we're going to a 45-inch wide sink base, or maybe a couple of cabinets underneath that underneath that sink. Um, and I kind of whined about this when I when our designers <laughs> first, like you know, we're going to have to do more work. We're going to have to modify these cabinets. They said we don't care. This is what people want. Um, and now that I'm starting to see see it show up in designs and see it show up in the in the articles and identify where the trends are going, I can see why. Uh, we do work for a lot of people that are really into a, a high level of cooking. Um, or even if even if they're not like that chef type cooking, they're they 
it's important to them to have the right kind of prep space. And this one with the three compartment sink, um, there's, there's, I know we'll get into the parts you can add to this, the things you can have cutting boards that are made for those sections of sink. You can have baskets that fit in. So we talked about vegetable prep and things like that. Um, it allows you to do a lot more stuff with the sink. And, and uh, I think part of it is, okay, no, nobody has this. Yeah. So they didn't really realize it was available. And once you start seeing it, you're going, okay, yeah, I, I want that. Well, and we'll wrap up here. There's two other types of uh, sink as far as the um, materials for them. And I don't think uh, there's a lot of these, but natural stone or granite composites uh, sinks are some other styles that I don't know how popular those are. Uh, I guess it could kind of match with uh, some of the countertops at times. I don't know if there's uh, what the negatives are for those. Well, <clears throat> so one negative is is the cost, but um, it gives a really unique look because now you've got a, a, a stone sink, uh, meaning, let's see, both the granites, the quartzes, the soapstones, those are all in the ground. They're making this stuff with, with real stone. So you you're not going to get that look with a synthetic more synthetic product you know a, a molded product like an acrylic um and so i the if people really like that natural look that they don't they don't want the white they don't want the stainless stainless looks maybe maybe it's just not the look they're going for the the stone sinks are very cool uh the the cost is up there uh there's there's it's not a high volume product so anything that's not high volume is is going to be is going to cost more. But um, some of these porcelain farm sinks are very expensive. So it just depends on where you want to channel your money. Well, this has been the Edge Construction Home and Modeling Show on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on demand.